And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Clark and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the first ever uh, Gut Check Press podcast. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated, you may think podcasting is just, you know, kind of two sad guys talking into uh, a computer, but uh, but I assure you that it's not that. Uh, I'm here at Gut Check Press World Headquarters uh, in the studio uh, York, area York, of our baby. building. New York, New York, meaning Altoona, Pennsylvania. Meaning Lansing, Meaning Michigan. Lansing, Michigan. Meaning Grand Ledge. Exactly. I'm here with Zach Bartles. Big Apple. Uh, author of uh, a new book called Playing Saint that's available right now. And I'm Ted Cluck, author of, uh, of other books uh, that are not called Playing Saint. Um, Why don't you tell us what one of the, one of the books you wrote is called? Uh, one of the books that I wrote is called Facing Tyson, 15 Fighters, 15 Stories. Yeah, go with the first one. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with the first one. <laughs> it's been all downhill since then. <laughs> no, I have a new book out called Household Gods, um, which is about family idolatry, um, getting away from family idolatry so that we can enjoy uh, the glory of God, and that is out now as well. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about playing sane or household gods. We're here to talk about uh, Gut Check Press, which is a... Uh, a little uh, publishing experiment that we started four years ago that's that's grown and that's sort of morphed into a global powerhouse. Um, so Zach, why don't you give uh, why don't you give a little background on on Gut Check and what that's meant for us? Well, you know, Gut Check goes all the way back, all the way back to 2010, which I mean, when I try to think about what the world was even like then, it's hard yeah, to dude. It's unbelievable. It's a whole different thing and humble and, beginnings. Is yeah. what I think of. Well, you know, when we think we we started in your ho- in your living room, and, <laughs> and where we are now, here yeah. in your dining room, I mean, whoa. slash studio. It's really like a studio dining right. room. Right. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's like a studio, and, and uh, you know, it, we began with the book Kind of Christianity, which uh, was a crazy successful thing for two guys in a living room. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of Christianity, and uh, that that sort of led into, I think, naturally a satire of kind of our own uh, church subculture, a book called Younger, Restlesser, Reformeder, uh, in which we uh, we kind of satirize uh, some things about the Reformed Church. Uh, we did a cookbook uh, called The Saucy Broad, A Culinary Manifesto of Hope. Um, Interesting story about The Saucy Broad. Yeah. That's actually the book that the microphone we're talking into is resting on right now. That's yeah, the, that's the story. That Dude, I that I feel like is the, I feel like that's the kind of insider sort of publishing stuff that people are going to want yeah. from this podcast, and that's <laughs> the kind of thing that you're going to get. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna wonder like how does a how does a publishing conglomerate like Gut Check Press like really look you know behind the scenes, and you know what book is the microphone resting on? Even before we started or had the idea to start a podcast, I we would get emails at the Gut Check email servers. Like I mean. Nearly enough to crash, being like, which which gut check book should I rest a microphone on? Exactly, and uh, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here today. Because part of, I think part of our vision with gut check was not only to do books, um, but to become a multimedia empire. And I think the the podcast is just kind of a natural uh, progression in that. So, and, and in that podcasting is kind of something that that is really on the way back down. Mm-hmm. Um, Naturally, it was time for us to to, to, to jump on, on board yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we hit print on demand when it was a new thing and on the way up, and then uh, everything else. It seems like you know, we're kind of retro. Yeah, we are kind and, of vintage. And, yeah, vintage. But the new vintage is to be vintage by just like 
Nine months. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, more vintage than that, and it's it's kind of sad. I like yeah. to watch old movies, like Taken 2. <laughs> exactly. You know, I like to yeah. I go on chat rooms and talk and say, like, what's your favorite old movie? Mine is Taken 2. Yeah. And I go, mine's Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch Noah. No, I didn't either. I'm a pastor. I can't, you know, that would be so Zach, let's uh, let's get serious for a minute here. Let's talk let's, about yeah, let's, um, let's talk about Gutcheck's newest project. Let's talk about the oh. book that we just put out. And I don't want to gloat here, and maybe this isn't the right time and place for this, but I feel like since 2010, when we started, when we opened our doors here at Gutcheck Corporate, uh, I feel like a lot of these kind of print-on-demand publishing startups have come and gone. Am I right in that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, everybody wants to be Gutcheck, and and yeah, there's been a lot of. Uh, Attempts to to legitimize somebody's uh, solo project, and the thing is, you can't you can't be gut check if you're not gut check if you don't have the magic fairy dust. Um, and, and so, I I feel like uh, a lot of people could have benefited from some of our our combined. If you think about it, since there's two of us, combined mm-hmm. eight years yeah. of wisdom, maybe like eight and a half yeah. uh, of no, it's almost 2015, man. So like nine, like nine years. Uh, of intensive wisdom about how to do uh, indie publishing, uh, and especially from a couple guys who are hybrid authors, and we really did bring in the best uh, to write this book. Chaz Marriott. Yeah, Gutcheck really, you know, for, for those of you who don't know kind of the history of the company, we uh, we both do books with standard, you know, traditional publishers, but uh, Gutcheck is really the the company that we started for all those projects that that may not fit, you know, just perfectly into uh, into traditional publishing, and it's been uh, it's been a great outlet for some of those things. Um, you know, the, I think the the biggest being just humor in general. I think probably kind of has no place in in Christian publishing, but we've created a place yeah, for they, it. At they gotcha. don't like it, yeah. Yeah, they don't, they're not huge fans of it. So, well, humor's only been around as long as mankind, and so sometimes Christian culture is a little bit behind on. Yeah, it takes a little while just to to, to sort of get comfortable with some of those things, you know. Um, so speaking of speaking of humor, um, I want to talk about a new book. I want to talk about a book that uh, that Gutchek just put out, and uh, and and I was a little confused. I think in my own heart and in my own mind as to how I wanted to talk about this because uh, what it is, Let it it's, out, man. it's a book called Mega, Get Noticed All the Time for Everything. Mm. And you can speak to this, I know, but we would we, we used to go and speak at these publishing conferences and we still do. We go to, we go to Christian writing conferences often as speakers and uh, it seemed like for a couple of years uh, we would go to talk about writing, we'd go to talk about the craft, and it seems like all anybody wanted to talk about was Michael Hyatt's book Platform. Uh, get noticed in a noisy world, and yeah. and we I, thought to ourselves, and and even yet this past year at one of those publishing conferences, I sat through someone just summarizing that book for an hour. Yeah, which has sort of been the the thing that people have been, have been doing for the last few years, and um, so it it really got us thinking about you know what should Gutcheck be doing in this business book space? You know, we felt like if we could put together a book that maybe used a sub. A subheading every three lines, mm-hmm. and sort of had some red and black on the cover. And I'm I'm holding up a copy of Mega. Let people hear That's, that, man. That, I'm gonna let you hear what the pages sound like when I sort of flip them. Don't flip the whole thing, or they won't need to buy it. But. Yeah, see, that's what it sounds like. Oh, man. That's mega. That's beautiful. And, yeah, mega get noticed all the time for everything is by a guy named Chaz Marriott. Now, um, we, we've had a little bit of back and forth as to, you know, how we want to approach mega from a marketing standpoint. And... Yeah, I'm just going to be upfront about what we did with this book because I think it's uh, I think it's kind of fresh. So we wanted to write a book from the perspective of a washed up 
social media expert. You know, one of these guys who, quote unquote, makes his living like consulting authors and, and you know, public figures about how, how to leverage social media. Because I feel like that book got written like a hundred times over the last couple of years. And uh, so we wanted to do it. It's vintage. It's vintage. So we created this Chaz Marriott character uh, to write this book called Mega about how to get noticed all the time for everything. And and it's it's Gutcheck's first foray into the business book uh, genre. And it was really fun to do. And it ended up being, you know, kind of half business book and kind of half memoir of Chaz Marriott. So if you enjoyed uh, the kind of humor that that uh, that you got in Younger, Restless, or Reformed, or and kind of Christianity, uh, I think you'll really enjoy Mega. Zach, talk about uh, talk about the book a little bit. Talk about you know maybe Wait, some no, of your favorite. Hold on, uh, are you saying Chaz Marriott's not a real person? Well, he's real. I mean, he's real to us. You know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that the best part about Mega is, I mean, by the way, Chaz Marriott has a little bit of a um, colorful past. But that doesn't shape, you know, just because he lives in a studio apartment above a karate dojo adjacent to an e-cigarette stand does not mean that he's not a sought-after expert in social media and like-gating and making <laughs> up new terms. Um, I think maybe the the best way for people to learn a little bit about Chaz is if, if you just uh, read that about the author thing you're about to read. Yeah, I'm going to read his bio. I'm going to tell you a, bit, a little bit about this author. And this was Gutcheck's first kind of... You know, experience working with another author that, right. that isn't kind of in the gut check family. Yeah, the, the, well, and this is really the only way we would work with another author. I is think. if we created it. Yeah. And uh, it was really us. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is about the author, about Chaz. Chaz Marriott is the author of several books on the topics of success and leadership and winning. Sounds good. So, you see, this is the kind of person we want to work with. Yeah, Chaz. yeah. If Chaz were an animal, he'd be a lion because lions are the king of the jungle. See, I like people like that, you know, that have some some confidence, some initiative. Uh, he'd also, he describes himself as the William Wallace of enthusiasm, meaning that he's metaphorically speaking ready to charge down a hill and cut you in half with his enthusiasm. Chaz's passions are team building, visioning, creative synergy, focus grouping, meetings, and cheesesteak sandwiches. <laughs> Chaz once bench pressed 405 pounds. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that to me is impressive. Uh, he further describes himself as the Vince Lombardi of team building. Because even though everyone hated Vince Lombardi, he was still very successful. Very successful yeah. Chaz also enjoys making his own soda. This is his 14th book. In a sense, Chaz is a, sounds like a combination of us in that I make my own soda and you have lion-like hair. Mm -hmm. uh, and once bench pressed... Probably not 405 pounds. No, I did. College. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Did you really? I did. Yeah. Oh, cow. Dude, that's four big plates on each side. Jeez. I mean, I don't want to make the podcast all about that, but we, right. could, I well, mean, we could linger there for a while. I think for the rest, the, <laughs> I mean, the re remainder of this episode of it, let's talk about that. <laughs> all right. How, how did you feel right when you when you realized that you had, you know, kind of like crested that that rep and that you you didn't have a spotter and that you might die? Well, yeah, I felt I felt like I might die. I felt like like my chest might cave in, and it took some of the joy out of it. But all right, well, you know, I think we've kind of exhausted. <laughs> I that. think we let's have. Not... Yeah, I think we have. Uh, let's let's hear some of the praise for Mega. Oh yeah, you know that's that's an important part of a gut check book is the uh, the endorsement page. It really is. So uh, here I think is the most glowing endorsement for Mega, and uh, I'm going to read it and just kind of let it sink in. If you'd like to expand your platform, read Mega and then read it again. 
Your success depends on it. So the person who's writing this thinks that you should read it twice. Twice, two times. Back to back, and that if you don't, you won't be successful. Chaz Marriott is the sensei of business. He is the sifu of social media. Chaz Marriott will never die. He will, like some Egyptian pharaohs, live on forever, be decked in jewels and surrounded by female admirers who regularly fan him and feed him grapes sexily. <laughs> if you would like that or some version thereof to happen to you, you need to read this book. Oh, that is quite an endorsement, yeah. man. From, and it's an endorsement from Chaz Marriott oh. on his own book. Oh, I see yeah. what we did. <laughs> I see what we did. I see what Chaz did, meaning what we did. Well, Ted, I think that uh, people need to hear a little bit of an excerpt from a book these days to really feel like they understand what's going on. So let me read one of my favorite excerpts. Uh, about It's about a new term, and by, by that I mean an old term. Right. Because in these business books, by the time the book comes out, all of it is completely outdated and obsolete. Absolutely. Uh, so they're like, hey, guess what? Get on MySpace. And then you're like reading it. And, or even uh, here's how you leverage Facebook. And by the time you read it, there's no uh, it's feature like that left on Facebook. But but here's here's Chaz talking about a cutting-edge term called tribes. Which he invented. Am I, am I yeah, right? Yeah, he, in, yeah. he invented it uh, along with several others like throughput and uh, the term time is money. Time is money. Uh, the phrase time Change is, money. is the only constant. Yeah, that that, was another that's on the flyleaf of yeah. the book, yeah. Uh, who's in your tribe? This is a subheading. Subheadings are very important in these books. Who's in your tribe? Your tribe is comprised of the people who follow you, meaning more specifically, the people who are your friends or followers on social media. It's important to call this group of people your tribe because this is a business term that is trending right now and might be obsolete by the time I'm finished with this chapter. Make no mistake about it, the word tribes is not just some contrived marketing gimmick by some author contrived specifically for the purpose of moving product or even for the purpose of just creating a different word for audience or customers because it's somehow become too passe in modern era to refer to the people who buy your stuff as customers. No way. The concept of tribes has been around since Europeans discovered Native Americans. Actually, maybe before, according to some sources. Example... Wikipedia. <laughs> so so how do you get a tribe? The secret is that it doesn't matter. Only that there is a lot of people in your tribe. They can be there for a variety of reasons, ranging from actual interest in you or your product to the free mega t-shirts that you gave out at the regional conference on getting noticed in excellence in creative nonfiction. Either way, they're now in your tribe. The more people you have, the more successful you are. You can have several tribes containing different people. In fact, you should. And here, I think, is a, a little value added. Uh-huh. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that sometimes you get a tribe when your Cessna Citation runs out of fuel over a certain remote section of Peru, having been rerouted by terminal control when you were trying to fly your, yourself to the Bears Colts Super Bowl in Miami a few years ago. Sometimes you are taken in by indigenous people and subjected to certain awkward medical experiments until you are eventually assimilated and made an honorary member just before your agent sends a rescue helicopter. This can happen. Sometimes you end up buying their land for pennies on the dollar and creating a coffee plantation, which you then turn around and sell at a tidy sum to a large and recognizable American gas station and donut chain. This is another, albeit more literal, way to acquire a tribe. This is also a reason why I didn't tweet between the months of January and <laughs> April in 2011. So that's the kind of stuff you get from, from Chaz. And really, if you want little uh, bits of wisdom uh, from Chaz, you should follow him on Twitter. Uh, and he's just there at, at, at Chaz, Chaz Marriott. Marriott. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, what, what jumps out at me from that passage that you read, Zach, is, uh, is something that I learned from Donald Miller. What which speaks is, to you, man? Which is that story is important, right? Yeah. People, people connect with stories. People learn through stories. So I think what you're getting with Mega 
is not just a business book. You're getting the story of a, of a man. You know, you're getting the story of a person. Let me ask you something, Ted, and, and this is exciting for, for the seven people listening to this because this is the birth of a possible idea for a book, yeah, for an ebook, an ebook companion. Okay. Yeah. Chaz might have read some Donald Miller and decided to go <laughs> I'm on sure a, he did. and decided to go on a cross country bike trip. Okay. While writing a book about team building concepts. I love it. I don't think Chaz would get very far, but I think that he would have a lot to say. I feel like he would have a lot to say. I'm not sure Chaz is is very fit. I'm not sure how many miles per day that he could that he could ride on his Schwinn, uh, but but it, it certainly sounds like an exciting project. And it sounds like the kind of thing that Chaz would do to kind of put it all behind him. Yeah, you know, because because he really is a trouble. As man. it were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should talk about another book we did that has been probably our most successful book to date uh, for Gut Check, and that is a Christian gentleman smoking companion. Where did that come from? Well, really where it came from was all the time that you and I spent uh, enjoying cigars over the last four or five years as we kind of launched Gut Check. And a lot of our conversations, a lot of our brainstorms, a lot of our work, our editing took place uh, in smoke shops or in, uh, in, on my deck in your basement, uh, you know, enjoying, uh, enjoying cigars. So uh, we wanted to do a book that was practical, so we wanted to help people, um, you know, kind of figure out how to choose a cigar, talk about some of the basics, how to smoke a cigar, how to enjoy a pipe. Uh, but we wanted to also fill it with essays and interviews and some humor and uh, just various things that uh, that people really seem to be enjoying about the Christian Gentleman Smoking Companion. Yeah, what I haven't been able to figure out, because I want to uh, reverse engineer it, bottle it, and then sprinkle it on everything else we do, yeah, is why this book particularly became so... Uh, successful and, and got so much attention, um, but I haven't figured it out. So. Well, I think that's a weird thing about publishing, and, and truly, I mean, this applies to traditional publishing as well. You know, it's the strange, you know, tension between the idea that you have that you think is going to be really fun to do, but but the reality that there may or may not be an audience for it. And I think with with kind of Christianity, with younger wrestlers or reformer. Uh, and with the smoking book, uh, the Christian Gentleman Smoking Companion, there were there were audiences out there who were ready for that book. They may not have been huge, uh, but there were people who, you know, kind of fit um, the mold of people who are ready to enjoy that kind of book. And especially with the smoking book, um, there are just a lot of Christian guys who who get together and enjoy a cigar and talk about theology and talk about uh, their church or what they believe or whatever. And uh, and I think that audience, um, you know, was was ready for this. Yeah, and, and there's the whole kind of cult of James Suckling, uh, editor for Cigar Aficionado, and, and there's a lot about him in our book. And so, you know, the, his followers, yeah, his you know, tribe, should we, if you will. Yeah, I will. Should we, uh, should we give people a little, a little example of, you know, kind of how we honor James Suckling in this book? Yeah, yeah I think that's a, a really important thing, you know, just for kind of his legacy – are our, our, uh, companies giving back to the community? So while I'm looking for the right James Suckling moment, why don't you explain kind of what I did with, uh, or what we did with Suckling throughout? Well, the idea was that uh, James, you know, James Suckling is uh, kind of a mythical man, uh, and, and Ted gives a, a possible kind of backstory to, to James Suckling and where he came from and how he became, uh, you know, such a spectacular man with such a spectacular name and, and such a spectacular face. Um, but but uh, we decided that it would be really awesome if we kind of retroactively, kind of revisionist uh, history, went back and, and took certain moments in literature and film and removed the, the main character and replaced the main character with James Suckling, uh, mm -hmm. just to see how those all of those uh, different works would be improved upon. Yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, here we go. More great moments in literature and film if a main character was replaced by cigar aficionados James Suckling. And I'm going to talk about a movie that I feel like a lot of people in the church really liked and really connected with. And it's the movie The Blind Side. Oh, that's my favorite old movie right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by old movie, I mean a movie that came out just a few years ago. Uh, so here's The Blind Side if one of the main characters was James Suckling. Instead of taking underprivileged football prodigy Michael Ower into their spare bedroom, James Suckling and his family decide just to knock out a wall and make the humidor a little bit bigger, resulting in a really great humidor, but rendering the story that much less inspirational. Oh, See how the whole thing would change if one of the characters yeah, was Suckling. Yeah, it's like the butterfly effect. I'm going to do another one. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Twilight. So uh, right, right. Twilight, if, if you don't know, this was a, a That's a, a little movie. new for me, yeah. Yeah, it was about vampires. It was about sort of a, a love triangle between a, a, a guy who turned into a wolf, a guy who was a vampire, and a just like a regular chick. Am I right? So this is if a, if a main character in Twilight was replaced by James Suckling. All right, here we go. Rather than being a vampire who drinks blood, Edward Suckling is a middle-aged aesthete who has an affinity for rich cab salves and strong Maduros. Because of this, he is non-committal toward the film's other lead character, Bella Swan, who is a teenager, creepy, and who, <laughs> Suckling thinks, is a little pale and for whom a little sunlight would do some good. Swan thinks Suckling's obsession with wine and cigars is boring, her words, and is, as a result, drawn headlong into a relationship with the character who regularly turns into a wolf. She is eventually eaten because she's in love with a wolf, while Suckling is away on a golf trip. And the entire series suffers as a result. <laughs> you know, though, it also would be it would also improve. It would. Is there anything that that a little James Suckling doesn't doesn't uh, make better? Well, let's talk about one that that really does improve with Suckling, you know, included as a main character, and that's The Hunger Games. Mm, yeah. Really popular kind of dystopian future uh, novel and and series of movies that are. But there's uh, that a are new really one out right that I haven't I haven't seen, but but the first Hunger Games is a really good old movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a really that. good classic movie. I'm milking that, even though it's not funny. You are. And yeah. neither neither of us is even laughing at it anymore. <laughs> I'm laughing at the fact that we're still trying to do it, though. That, that to me, is the funny part. All right, here we go, The Hunger Games. Heroin Katniss Everdeen, severely dehydrated and sleep-deprived after 48 hours in the arena, stumbles upon the prone body of her friend, Peta Suckling. What are you doing, Katniss asks. To which Peta replies, I've covered myself in mud and moss in an effort to hide from a rival tribe. And I'm also making a list of the best wine and cigar pairings to enjoy in a survival setting. I'm also bleeding to death from this wound in my thigh. Oh, powerful stuff. Yeah, really powerful stuff. Um, so I feel like that's just a that's just a taste of what people are going to get with the book. But uh, there are also very practical things. Uh, there are essays about cigars and pop culture. Uh, essays about how to choose the right cigar, uh, body and flavor, what kinds of wrappers, uh, you know, sort of. Um, mean different things on a cigar. Uh, famous cigar smokers, the Cigar and Pipe Hall of Fame, uh, yeah. including people like C.S. Lewis and Charles Spurgeon, who's on the cover. Interviews? Uh, interviews uh, with several people. <laughs> Alive and dead. <laughs> what else, Zach? What else do we want to say The sound of this? flipping pages. This is, yeah, this is, is what, this is what the book sounds like. I feel like we're going to do that for each of, our, each of our titles. So this is the... Christian Gentleman Smoking Companion. What it sounds like when you flip the pages, like kind of beneath your thumb. It's a little different. It's yeah. a little richer. It's a little richer, a little deeper. It's what do, you, what do we call that? What's the name of that kind of paper? It's a different. It is. It's sort of. It's not white. It's a sort of cream. an off-white. It's, it's a like cream. a cream. Yeah. Cream paper sounds a little different there. Like a Weberville paper. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> Weberville stock. Yep. Exactly. We well, one thing you need to know about Gut Check Press is that we have multiple 
uh, campuses. Yeah. yeah, campuses. Right. We're kind of like Microsoft or Apple right, in that right. regard. Uh, we got yeah. New York, New York, by yeah. which we, we mean Altoona, Pennsylvania. Which um, that campus is really just a mailbox. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and not a mailbox, not an official United States Postal Service mailbox, but someone's mailbox who really, <laughs> who really checks their mail. And so we just have stuff sent there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you're splitting hairs here, you know. And then we've got Lansing, of course. Yep. And, uh, this is the capital of, of the state of Michigan, if you're not familiar with, with Lansing. And then we've got Weberville. Yeah. Uh, which is just kind of crusty little town. <laughs> not too far from Lansing. Uh, which we we have a lot of love for, and we've left a lot of love there. <laughs> we have, yeah, great town, great little town. Um, Zach, let's let's give the the listeners a little taste of of what they can expect from Gut Check. And what I want to what I want to kind of talk about now is, um, you know, what we want to do with this podcast, but also uh, how Gut Check could could help you in your own independent publishing endeavors. Um, one of the questions that we get a lot uh, at conferences when we speak about this are how how people can start their own gut check, how people can, you know, kind of put out or brand uh, their own writing, even if they're not affiliated with a traditional publisher, which I think is a great conversation to have. And um, and we've been asked it so many times that uh, that we want to offer that and we want to offer um, what we kind of what we do and what we've done with gut check. We want to offer it in a in a consultancy sort of way um, so that people can talk to us. We can Skype uh, with folks and let them know how that they how they can set up their own. Uh, kind of independent publishers. Well, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, um, just go ahead and check out gutcheckpress.com slash consulting, uh, and that will get you uh, right to our page. You know, consulting is such an important business term, too. Chaz yeah. Marriott taught it to us. Uh, it's an important thing to say that you're doing if you're not really doing anything, along with networking and side projects and stuff. Um, but so this is real. We this, are really This is doing an this. actual thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so th- this is for somebody who maybe feels like they have some books in them, uh, but they're really afraid they're going to – or maybe they've already done this. They're going to put it on Hulu or whatever, and it's just going to sit there and no one's going to buy it. We, we have a little bit of uh, experience with that, but we also have a lot of experience with going, wow, people are buying the heck out of this. So yeah. um, step one, uh, be a, an award-winning author uh, like helps. Ted Kluck. Um, but even if you can't do that one, we have other – Fast tracks uh, that that uh, skip that, but no. But honestly, if you're if you're just a little intimidated by uh, the whole, you know, all the options out there and how to the idea of how to get your your product out there, um, you have a, have a look at that. Great, Zach. Uh, anything else to add here as we wrap our uh, our very first episode, man? This is a this is kind of a historic moment, I think, for radio. And by radio, I mean two guys talking into a computer. Right. And it, yeah, in in a studio. Right. Uh, and by studio I mean your dining room table. Exactly. I, I think that uh, it's important to to kind of lay down some bets and make and, and do a little odds making on whether oh, wow. this will be the last um, That's edgy. Gut check uh, podcast or if or if there will there will continue on. Baby, don't talk like that. This has been fun. <laughs> I'm I'm having a great time. I see us doing this again. I I do too. Let's yeah. do it again soon. Okay. Do you want to put in a plug for your other podcast, sir? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a part of another podcast, and really this came about because uh, I was challenged by someone who actually works in marketing uh, to get out there and to do some of this stuff. And uh, I'm not on social media; uh, I hate social media. But uh, but this person uh, thought that it would be a good idea for me to podcast, so I joined uh, a podcast called The Happy Rants uh, with Barnabas, son of John Piper and Stephen Altrogi, and that's a lot of fun too. So. Uh, if you look up the Happy Ramp podcast, you can hear me uh, as a part of that uh, triumvirate every week. 
and uh, and we're going to be doing this Gut Check Press podcast as well. So uh, I just loved talking into a computer screen so much next that, to you, yeah. That I kind of can't yeah. stop doing it now. <laughs> it's it's more fun than it sounds. Yeah, it is more fun. I'm I'm kind of addicted to it. I feel like I'm addicted to to podcasting. They need a covenant eyes for this. A covenant mic, covenant ears. Covenant. <laughs> no. All right. Well, hey, let's check check us out at www.gutcheckpress.com. You can find my website at www.zacharybartles.com. That's uh, Bartles like Bartles and James, uh, which used to be a really crappy kind of wine cooler you could buy. And Ted Clock, uh, intuitively, can be found at tedclock.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.